Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in the epilogue for Dearest Ones, the letters that our hero, the Silver King, wrote to his family throughout the war. The last word from our hero had come at the end of August, and it was from Barksdale Field, of course, in Shreveport, and he was describing his preparation for packing and departing for the port of embarkation at New York Harbor for his shipment overseas. He related to his folks, of course, that they might not hear from him for a while, but to hold tight that he would let them know what was happening as soon as he could. Then, of course, per army life, as the king often described it, the plans changed. The king's next missive finds him still in the States and in Atlanta, Georgia, where he's bunking at the Hotel Weinkoff. The Weinkoff is part of the Robert Meyer Hotels group, which includes a Hotel Patrick Henry in Roanoke, Virginia, and a Hotel Roosevelt in Jacksonville, Florida, and finally the Hotel Emerson in Baltimore, Maryland. Advertised as absolutely fireproof and offering the European plan with a individual bath in every room, as well as a new radio, and located in the heart of Atlanta on Peachtree Street. Stanley writes on Monday, September 5th, 1944, from Atlanta, Georgia, it's Labor Day. Dearest ones, by this time, you probably believe I'm well on my way to places unknown. It's just as much a surprise to find myself here in Atlanta as it will be to you. I've been here since Saturday and am returning to Savannah tomorrow. We've been having a marvelous time on our last flying, and Atlanta is quite the place to have it. I know you're anxious to know the details, so here goes. We arrived at Savannah safe, but with headaches around Thursday noon. It was really a wild train ride as we stayed drunk practically all the way. Dad, I think the only time we were sober is when you saw me Wednesday morning. Everyone had a bottle and some had two. Besides that, we had a six-hour delay in Columbus and took the town over completely. The people there knew the Air Corps had hit town. We were threatened with jail by the police and the railroad almost refused our ride. Our two cars were hooked onto a civilian train and the group kept trying to go up with the civilians. Believe me, it was a mess. I drank enough to last me a long time. We found Savannah very crowded. I never saw so many planes on the field, every type and model but the B-26s, and that's why they gave us a three-day pass. They didn't have room for us nor the time to process us. Processing is the same old routine, only we are issued all our flying equipment. I am due back tomorrow by midnight. We will probably be processed right away, which only takes two days. It's a wonderful organization once they get started. I expect to be on my way by Friday. I saw Bill a couple of times before he left. He left Friday for the POE in New Jersey as he is going to England by boat. 
Nobody is flying over in B-26s, it seems. That means there are enough planes already over there and is no need for any more. So, it looks like I'll be taking a boat ride after all. Remember, Mom's the word. Dad, it was swell saying goodbye to you. I'm sorry I didn't get to see you, Mother. I was afraid to talk to you and tell you to come down, as you never know who is watching, and I could have gotten into plenty of trouble. It always pays to play safe. I'll write again if I get the chance before I leave the country. If not, I'll send you a cable when I arrive at my destination. Take good care of yourselves, and don't worry about me. The war will be over soon. I'll probably never even see any action. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley's five-page missive on Hotel Weinkoff letterhead was his last long letter from the States. He was on his way overseas. The journey to depart, of course, was just a little bit longer and unclear. After Atlanta, the king was short on cash, and his folks received a Western Union wire on September 10, 1944, from New York City. Please deposit $150 to my checking account immediately. Stan. The king, of course, continued to have his good times, and he wrote to his family on a beautifully embossed stationery, the United States Army, on Thursday, September 14, 1944. Dearest ones, there isn't much to tell other than I'm still in the States somewhere on the East Coast. I have no idea how long it will be before I leave. It isn't bad here, except that right now I'm restricted to the post when I should be in town. I've been out every night having a swell time until I came in late on pass and was restricted. You should have my APO number as it was supposed to have been mailed to you from Savannah. I cashed a check for $100 as money is now short. I'm fine and hope you're well. Take care of yourselves. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. The Silver King, in no surprise to us as faithful followers, is having a wonderful time in New York City. He's a big city man, and he's going to squeeze every moment of entertainment that he can out of what's left of a few days in the States. Stanley wrote his last letter from the States, again on embossed, stationary from the United States Army on Monday, September 18, 1944. Dearest ones, received both of your very sweet letters and, as always, so happy to hear from you. I'm glad you're well and are having so much company for the holidays. I do wish I could be there also. I also received a sweet letter from Leona saying all were fine. There isn't really much I can write, except I'm fine and waiting anxiously to be shipped. The restriction was finally lifted, so once again we've been to town having a swell time. I would like to tell you the things I've done and seen, but the censor wouldn't approve. Just take my word for it. I can't complain about my last nights in the States. I've enclosed the card and hope this will settle it all. Thanks so much for your trouble. We'll write again soon. Love to all. Stan. As 
Stanley awaits his overseas shipping assignment. He will soon learn that his ride will be the Queen Mary, which has been retrofitted as a troop transport ship. If the king's schedule holds, he should arrive in England before the 1st of October of 1944. And as our hero is moving across the Atlantic Ocean, we have reached the end of this episode of the Epilogue of Dearest Ones, the letters that Stanley wrote to his family throughout the war, part 19. And you are listening to the Silver King's War.